DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but it's also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for noob bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. So listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right, pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings, of course, is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code DNVR for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wagers paid out, inside credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We want Will to sweat this one out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast. It is almost July and football news is dry i'm your host brandon perna will keys is your other host wearing bench warmer brew shirt like a very good smart co-host that's my coffee company we have two roasts now a dark or a medium and a little less than medium but we have a dark roast we're gonna launch monday oh so the people have been asking about it channel. we've partnered with another youtuber who could it be you gotta come check it out to find out benchwarmerbrew.com really good coffee uh every order we fulfill when you buy the backup blend we make a donation through the Faya foundation to help feed people in need. So when you buy my coffee, you're doing something good for the world. Today's episode also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You got to use code DNVR when you sign up to take advantage of their offers. So today on the show, an interesting thing happened happened with the Broncos ownership situation. Demarius Thomas retired this week. I think, like a lot of people, I forgot he wasn't retired because he didn't play last year. Uh, so it's just kind of like a – it's just a shitty way to go out for a guy who was so damn good and was so good for so long. So we'll talk about DT a little bit. And what was the other thing, Will? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was John Elway's birthday on Monday, and it was your birthday, and you didn't sleep at all last night. So we're, we're going to see. We're going to run an experiment and see whether sleep is good or bad for the podcast. Yeah. Now, I slept before last week's podcast, and I don't feel like I performed very well. Yeah, me However, uh, I did not sleep last night. I probably shouldn't be complaining to you about that. 
you of all people. I slept like a log. I think that's the problem. Is yeah. that the prophecy states that neither of us can get a good night's sleep at the same time. You will never listen or watch this podcast where both of us are well rested. One of us will be fighting uh, our internal clock. The sleep demons. The sleep yeah. demons. Yeah, the things that give you night terrors. Yeah, they visited me last night because of the, the overwhelming heat. Yeah, you're in that, in that uh, in- heat wave area, right? On top of just being in a hot town. Sacramento yeah. is so hot. It is hot as hell, both metaphorically and um, in terms of the climate. It, it's a pretty hot place to be. Um, I don't have a good segue, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about the ownership situation. Um, it's for a dumb layperson like me, it's kind of hard to wrap my mind around what all these legal terms mean. Yeah. I know it's, I know what settlement means, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause you've been sued several times. I've had to settle in and out of court. Um, I don't think you can settle in court. That'd be cool though. I know what selling the team means. That sounds appealing to us fans. I think what it boils down to is that we all want a resolution very quickly. And I think that came to a head when the Broncos were forced to start Kendall Hinton wide receiver at quarterback last year, which was, um, you know, it's, we talk about it as an inspiring story on the individual level. It was also like fairly embarrassing because yeah. it didn't feel like there was anybody in our corner to say, hey, the NFL needs to do the right thing here and postpone the game. Yeah, NFL like didn't give a fuck. Other teams. Yeah. NFL didn't care because the Broncos weren't good. Um, that was the real reason. Uh, it really had nothing to do with player safety or, or with COVID. Um all the other quarterbacks that were close contact continued to test negative. Uh, one of them should have been cleared to play. Uh, they could have moved the game. They could have. They could have done a lot of things. But also, the Broncos didn't have a really. Well, I think after this is when teams started to have a isolated QB just in case of this sort of like uh, scenario. The Broncos yeah. were ridiculed at the time. Like they should have had a fucking guy away from everyone all the time forever. And then we learned like how, what the close contact meant. And it was a pretty, it seemed like a pretty innocent sort of thing. It seemed like the Broncos were being cautious and it was just a minor little thing. Anyway. Yeah. That, the NFL's like, you guys can take your time to find an owner. And then that happened. Like, it's time for you guys to find an owner. This is this is not how the Broncos should be run and handled and managed. Uh, even though that's not really an ownership thing. But I think, uh, you know, it's time to, to settle this shit. There's three things I want to say before I forget. First one, if you are super rich, don't have a lot of kids maximum kids three <laughs> maximum kids three because no half children kid. or half brother or sister yeah that complicates uh, things yeah because if you have more than three like you can't the have a half children 
this is my this is yeah. <laughs> I mean I was thinking like a step kid that isn't quite one of the rest of them. Right. I'm I'm thinking of the Connor character in succession, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he have a half child, just the left side. Exactly. Um continue. Yeah. So don't have a lot of kids because if you want your legacy, your family legacy to live on through them, it ain't going to happen with that many. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. It's not going to work out. And that's what's happening with the bullets. Second thing. All right. July 12th, there was supposed to be a court date. We were going to learn what was going on. It was the two oldest Bolin children from his first marriage versus the rest of the kids and the trust, I believe. That has been canceled. It has been thrown out. So my thought is one of those sides had the brains, the foresight to hire Frank D. Azar, the strong arm, the guy you call in Colorado when shit goes bad, the Saul Goodman of in Denver. And when the other side found out Frank Diazar was coming to bat for them, they said, no, 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 this is not going to go to court. We can make this work outside. So that means either the two older children or the trust have agreed to give in to one side or the other. Will and I are going to try and kind of figure out maybe what that means, because it either means the team will be sold or that the trust is going to agree to appoint Brittany. She's the youngest one who's supposed to run the team, the one they're She's, grooming. Yeah, she was uh, the heir apparent. Yeah. Out of uh, what, four of them? Five? Seven? Seven? Five? We know there's uh, Beth, Brittany, John, Johnny. I think there's five. I think there's three women and two Probably men. Probably a Pat Jr. somewhere. Yeah. Gotta be a Patrick. Two kids from the first marriage. Three right. from the second. Oh, so you do have the, the half-brother slash half-sister. That really is complicating things. Yeah. So, oh, right, 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 right. So either the, the oldest children have agreed to let the trust give the team to Brittany or everyone has agreed that selling the team is the best option. And that's what we'll find out next. I think, I think that's what's happening. Yeah. I would like to point out that there's a staggering <laughs> amount of money involved and <laughs> yeah. it makes their like spiteful personal, you know, issue little quarrel amongst themselves uh very unrelatable to the common folk like you and i yeah uh, <laughs> they're basically fighting whether or not each of them taking a few hundred million dollars now is the yeah. best course of action or continuing to hold on to the team where i think it was uh pro football focus said nfl teams value is like expected to triple over the next several years due to the impact of legalized sports betting. So it's like, if you hold on to the team for a few more years, it's worth like 3 billion ish. Now it might be worth like, I think they're saying like most of the teams are gonna be worth nine or $10 billion. So 
you can have a couple hundred million now, or you can hold on to it and have a couple hundred more million later. Yeah. Um, I feel like at a certain point, the difference between like 200 million and 300 million feels kind of negligible. But then again, yeah, I've never had, um, you know, a million to start with. So yeah. What do I know? You get, I think it's like you got $300 million cash. Uh, you can probably make a couple hundred million over the next few years in investment. You can lose yeah. it too, I guess, but um, yeah, I, think I feel like there's rich, one of them that's definitely going to lose it out of the kids. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Johnny Bullen. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny he seems Bullen. like the only yeah, one who knows how to burn $300 million in a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. If you and I ever are given $300 million. Yeah. Uh, we will take one weekend where uh, we try to spend as much money as we can and see what happens. Yeah. Um, and we can't like buy property. No, not like you can't, like we can't just go out and buy, you know, hundred million dollar, uh, skyscraper yes. i don't know how much you know it or has like to a, be something like a consumable or good yeah it, maybe it's like a limit on every item you spend can't cost more than you know fifty thousand dollars or something so yeah. it's like just trying to spend stupid money like a rich person could do but for an entire right. weekend with no cap except on like because you could blow it if you just bought a bunch of super, like if you tried to buy, you could blow it on trying to buy the Broncos. You know what I mean? But, yeah, very quickly. Uh, yeah, it's like going to Vegas, you're ordering bottle service for nine hours, all of it the best. Then you buy all the strippers. Then you rent a Lamborghini because you can't purchase it. You got to rent it. I don't know how much that costs. Get skis. Yeah, jet skis can't be that much, but you pay some people like to fight each other for your pleasure. Of transportation. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like uh, pure cruel entertainment, <laughs> like bum fights. Bum fights would be, uh, yeah, those. That feels like a great way to, like the the richest way to spend money. No, the, the richest. Patrick Bateman way possible. Yeah. The, the even more baller way though, is to be so rich that you pay less rich people to fight each other for the money. Ooh, so it's yeah. still enough yeah, yeah. money that it entices them to fight each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's like real fuck you money. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. So if you want to um, contribute to this endeavor, we're going to set up a GoFundMe and the goal will be um, say like 25 million. I think that's enough. Yeah. I think I tuned into the uh, DNVR Broncos podcast and they were trying to calculate if they started to GoFundMe, what percentage of the money needed to buy the Broncos could they actually maybe get? <laughs> um, I'm going to, assume that there's a zero and then a decimal involved yeah it's because it's uh it's a price tag so and that's is, the thing it's like all right i think you and i are on the same page where we kind of just want the team to be sold because 
as much it's as we all love Pat Bolin, it's not him running the team. And maybe Brittany's can do it. Uh, but I think you're taking a risk, obviously, by selling it. But I think there's probably just better options out there in terms of getting get, – you want – and you want somebody who's going to be like – who's not just rich enough to purchase the team, but is ultra competitive. You know what I mean? Somebody who wants to buy the team that also wants to win and not somebody who's just going to buy the team. And then uh, it's just like another revenue stream that they're not interested in dominating with. And so like Peyton Manning in the Manning family's name gets thrown around a lot. And of course, everybody's like, well, where's the money? Where they can get the money from? Well, it's not just them. They're the type of people who have enough money, enough clout in the NFL where they can be a part of an investment group that comes in and purchases the team. It was rumored before Manning was here that Elway was going to be the next guy that he was lobbying with some like fucking oil, oil money to, to eventually buy the Broncos. Um, and you know, that never happened obviously, but, uh, I don't know like what that actually looks like. I don't know how much control the Mannings would get in that situation, but I think Peyton Manning is the one, the number one choice by Broncos fans to be the owner. I don't know how feasible it is, but are are there any other billionaires out there that you would be excited about purchasing the team? I know I'm throwing the curveball. Will. No, that's okay. So I'll try to speak uh, slow to give you time to think. I think um, I I can tell you who I don't want. I don't want Jeff Bezos to buy the team. I think he's yeah. I, I think he's got his hand in too many uh, uh, Cars? cookie pussies. Too many too many cookie pussies. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> the word. That's the worst uh, version of the cookie monster possible. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And it feels like he would just automate everything in the stadium and you'd be buying uh, a hot dog from like a, uh, just a A robot. Yeah. Like the fans are dropped in by drone (laughs) to their seats. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like basically what, uh, the 49ers stadium is like, and that place is just hell on earth. Although I'll say this. If you thought the Patriots were decent at figuring out ways to spy on other teams, I think Bezos. Oh yeah. Out of the water with the way that he could spy on the rest of the NFL, just through probably coaches and people who have their Amazon taps and echoes and shit in their house, the kind of information he could pinpoint about playbooks, about all that shit. No, uh, that's trust me. I thought about it, but he would also able to spy. (laughs) Not really. Um, Definitely day one. First thing he does is replace Vic Fangio with an artificial, artificial intelligence version of Vic Fangio um, where he just like comes up with the worst analytics in terms of uh, clock management, but manages to be way less charismatic and likable. Um, So truly the best or the worst of both worlds, I should say. 10 years Um, into the Bezos regime and we don't know which players are human and which aren't. 
Yeah, I I think that's definitely a risk. Yeah, he could involved. get rid of bodies, easy. I think he he's gotten rid of at least ten today. Yeah, I want J.K. Simmons to play Jeff Bezos in the Amazon biopic. Do you think there's a chance that Jeff Bezos has already turned himself into a cyborg? Oh, maybe. You, just, you look at him and you see a guy oh. whose face isn't entirely human. Yeah. I feel like Chris Now, there's a guy who definitely has uh, robotic implants in his body. Here's a guy. Here's a, a guy. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Only my homes. No, here's the thing. Think about this, Will. Jeff Bezos, you want him to buy the team because I'm pretty sure if Jeff Bezos buys the team, he already knows that they're going to be successful. He's been to the future already. So he's just coming back and being like, oh, yeah, this is the team I want to buy because I've already yeah. been to the future. I see all the Super Bowls I'm going to win as their team owner, and this is how we're going to do it. I think that's you know, why Washington football team ended up keeping um, uh, Dan Fuckface Snyder and, and his wife. Yeah. yeah, now his wife's going to co-run the team, yeah, so he looks less like a scuzz bucket. Um, yeah, so Bezos, because he was linked to Washington for a little bit. I don't think he's actually been linked to Denver. It's just he's a guy who's had he has the money, and it's been rumored that he wants a team. Anybody right. He else? has. Um, are there any players out there that are actually interested in buying the Broncos? Yeah. So I've got Forbes list of billionaires in front of me. Um, Bezos. I know that your net worth is not equal to your buying power, but he's got a net worth of 198.1 billion. I'm assuming <laughs> by sundown he'll pass 200. Uh, you got Musk at three bill gates is fourth zuck the zuck is at 125 bills at fifth overall yeah. warren buffett i don't think warren but he seems a little too sleepy old? a little too a little too old a little too he's kind of low t in terms of trying to win um steve ballmer i know he owns the clippers but damn i would love him just the just the energy yeah he brings. and I, I think like you know usually owners sit in boxes but i think you could bring steve ballmer out on the sideline to as act a as man. a as a hype man yeah so that's that's someone um i would certainly be interested in michael bloomberg absolutely not can't even win can't even get close to winning a primary um, there's someone else I was thinking of, but oh yeah, yeah. So did you see that story about the first black billionaire? Uh-uh. Um, there was a story about him. I, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but I saw it on Twitter. And the story was that um he became a billionaire, but he still wants reparations. <laughs> and I think that level of competition and that level of spite is exactly okay. what you need to be a good NFL owner. So I'm going to look up that guy's name, but I, I think he's the right man for the job. I like that. 
I like that. I like Elon Musk uh, because Elon, I think, is not scared to lose money investing in shit he believes in. True. Um, I don't think he much cares for football, though. He, maybe. He doesn't strike me as a, an avid football watcher. I could be no. wrong. No. Maybe, though. I don't know. Woody Page wrote an article back in December. His guy is Robert Frederick Smith. <laughs> Frederick Smith? That sounds like uh, someone making it. It sounded like you made that name up as you were saying it. Is that is that who he's talking about? Okay, so we got the guy who I was referring to is Robert L. Johnson, who is the founder of BET. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Robert Frederick Smith from Colorado, net worth $8.65 billion. CEO of a private equity firm. So he's the kind of billionaire, Robert F. Smith, who you don't even know what the fuck he does. No. <laughs> private equity not. firm. I don't know what I don't know what that means. No, it's just it's mumbo jumbo to me. It it I'm assuming it's just like it's money oh. laundering. Okay. I see why. Okay. Robert F. Smith, son of William Robert Smith. So technically he's a son of A. Will Smith. No. So Jaden Smith. Cool. He's basically Jaden Smith. <laughs> he's uh alt version of Jaden Smith. Um interesting. We got, like, we got a ton of options here. Yeah. Tons of potential owners. Uh, again, this could just end up in a settlement. And Brittany Bowen, once she gets out of her conservatorship, um, she could end up being the owner. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I don't, you know, those family feuds, um, the non Steve Harvey type, are very, very difficult to resolve. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a that's a that's a complicated labyrinth of personalities to weave through uh, my plan is to purchase the broncos that's good sports and i'm gonna do that by betting all my money at DraftKings sportsbook not only my favorite sportsbook but also america's top rated sportsbook period now, I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. So listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in sight credits that's right pick any basketball team that is still in contention bet one dollar and if that team wins you win 100 in site credits don't forget DraftKings sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball hockey and so much more DraftKings safe secure reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your billions of dollars at your convenience 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code DNVR for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, wagers paid out, in-site credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, you want to talk a little bit about Demarius Termis? Let's talk about DT. So DT. he retired as a Bronco a couple days ago. Yeah. Spent 10 years in the NFL. Eight and a half of them were with the Broncos. Felt like, uh, no, that, that sounds about right, I think. Uh, he, was a, he was a former first-round pick, and people tend to forget this is not an Elway pick. It's a Josh McDaniels pick. Josh McDaniels pick. Daniels nailed his wide receivers. Yeah. He literally had sex with them. He had sex with them. Um, he also picked ones that are good at catching the football. Him and Eric Decker in the same draft. Yeah. Pretty much a home run. He was taking over Des Bryant, which I thought was um, correct. Yeah. I think DT was, a, and I'm biased. You're biased. We're all biased here. He was definitely better than Des Bryant. No doubt. Yeah, I think Des played longer with good QB play than DT, but DT had just as good, if not better, numbers in in some cases. I think like Des yeah. only had more touchdowns than him, or something like that. Yeah, and. You know, DT also played with guys like Tim Tebow and Trevor Simeon and Kyle Orton, Paxson Lynch. Yeah. Um, so other guys that were taken that year, Golden Tate, Emmanuel Sanders, and Antonio Bryant, Mike Wallace, Riley Cooper. Um, so they're going to have a video tribute for Demarius Thomas week three, which is the home opener against the Jets. And he's going to be an honorary captain. Um, I'm assuming, you know, when he's eligible, he'll be in the ring of fame and all that. I think you have, you have to wait like five years, right? Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Something like that. Um, so just to go into his accomplishments, he's a four-time pro bowler, um, a shade under 10,000 yards in his career, 63 touchdowns, six touchdowns and 750 yards in just 10 playoff games. He's very clutch in the playoffs, aside from like a couple of games when they won the Super Bowl. Uh, his peak was probably the 2014 season when he had 111 receptions, a little over 1,600 yards, 11 touchdowns. And then I thought this was pretty telling, but he was very likely the best wide receiver in the NFL from 2012 to 2014. So three-year span, 4,483 yards, 35 touchdowns. Them is some nice fantasy numbers. Some you should add DT on fantasy those years. You really should have. Um, so I want to ask you a couple questions about this, but I've got a lot of favorite memories of Demarius Thomas. There's a lot of good ones. What's your favorite? Well, I've I've mentioned it several times on this podcast before, but it's when I saw him coming out of uh the elevators after the Super Bowl victory in the players' hotel, and he was just dressed in an all-white suit 
ready to go out and just fucking plow through the town of san francisco and i don't remember you talking about this uh he looked like uh, he looked like the biggest strongest angel i've ever seen in my life the suit was so badass it was just it was like <laughs> like i saw i think emmanuel sanders and akib talib right before that getting because they were like leaving right as i got there i was like fuck yeah I missed the party but and they look like they were just going out to party. You know what I mean? Like they look good. They were like dressed up, but DT just came out and just decked out in just full white suit, head to toe, looked sharp as shit. And I was like, that is a bad looking man right there. And I was just like, he's so cool. He's so he's so much cooler than I will ever be or ever have been in that moment. Um, also, I posted the the drunk clip where he was saying "fuck you, Tom Brady" with the the fans at the bar. That happened some off season years ago. Um, obviously, we I mean we touched on this a little bit in the episode. The Steelers game that touchdown was pretty key for me, uh, just because I was i was in la i was watching it with like the one of the very few other football fans i knew it was just me and him at his apartment and we never really hung out that much the guy i was watching with but like i just didn't think the broncos were going to win that game either <laughs> so yeah, they, they went in on a three-game losing streak yeah you know what i mean yeah and this is our first playoff appearance since 2005 yeah it, i'll feel that way like if the broncos get to the playoffs this year i'll be that yeah. like skeptical so that like that, like I just remember being so like overjoyed and just in that moment being able to appreciate the victory because I knew they were probably not gonna win any more games in that postseason. <laughs> like I knew I just like I, I enjoyed the ride with Tebow, but I didn't believe like that was sustainable. So I, I think I really I know that one's like a cliche answer, but fuck man, that was that was a good one. That was, um, yeah. That one just felt like the biggest jolt of lightning any of us will ever get in our sports watching lives. Yeah. I don't think anything will ever like compare to the, just like the <gasps> go, 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 go. Like yeah. everybody was watching that like yelling those exact words, watching him stiff arm Mike Taylor and go down the sideline. Um, incredible. And he did that stuff like pretty frequently. Yeah. You just, there's a period of time where you threw him a screen pass, a little bubble screen. And if you got one good block, he was gone. Yeah. Nobody was more dangerous on the bubble screen than DT. And that might yeah. be in NFL history. Yeah. And the Broncos haven't had a guy like that since and that play was so that play was so ridiculously effective um one of my favorite memories was just the first time he stepped on the field which was week two back in 2010 and he went off against the seahawks scored a touchdown i think he had like nine catches or something like that and you're like oh yeah we nailed this pick this worked that was incredible um that one-handed catch he had against this uh against the chiefs in 2012, I think that was week 17. Um, that's like one of the best catches. In yeah, that, hit. that catch was. It was just like this guy is. These are elite athletes, and he is the most elite among them. 
And um, yeah, finally, like Super Bowl 48 being the only bright spot in that game, the only reason we scored. Like, imagine yeah. if we got shut out in that game, if we we're the only shut out in Super Bowl history. Um, I thank DT every day for sparing us from that fate. Um, so he will truly, I mean, he was, he's missed since, he's been missed since 2018. Yeah. We still miss him. Um, we've got plenty of good wide receivers on the roster, but he's just a reliable dude. I mean, he dropped a lot of passes to be fair, but <laughs> he, he seemed to come up clutch in, in big games. Yeah. He uh, rarely dropped big games. passes, which was weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He, near the end, his hands got a little slippery and it just felt like a mental thing. Yeah, it also feels like when you don't have a good quarterback, you drop more passes. Yeah, I think bizarrely, like, he was better at catching ducks. He seemed like he was really good at catching floaters from Tebow and Manning. Yeah, <clears throat> there's some highlights of him reeling in some out. of those balls, and you're like, oh, that was not a pretty, pretty pass coming in. I mean, he played college football at Georgia Tech, where they run the triple option. So... He, like he wasn't used to refined passing or like <laughs> tight spirals, I guess. Right. You want to call it. Manning was certainly refined. He was good um, at catching the, the, the junk. He did. Uh, another moment I want to put in there is he didn't do a ton his rookie season, but he did catch a touchdown over Darrell Revis in Darrell Revis's prime. Oh yeah. Where they Revis Island got, tsunami by dt yeah champ bailey's better we all know it i think dt's biggest game was that 2014 season against arizona yeah. 226 receiving yards two tutties on eight catches yeah yeah that that deep one down the sideline um he also had a three touchdown game that season against the dolphins i believe Oh, yeah. That was a close game. 39-36. In that Arizona game, he was targeted 16 times. Just eight catches. Well, I made him count. Yeah. I mean, if he was averaging um, – shit, I don't want to do math on the fly here. I'm going to go with like uh, 30 yards or reception. I would also target him almost every play. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that was probably the right decision there. Um, do you think he's the best in franchise history or is that still Rod Smith? Man, it's, it's tough. I think D Demarius Thomas was more physically gifted than Rod Smith. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if DT played with Manning longer, people would put DT as the top receiver in Broncos history. Um, and that's, I mean, Rod Smith performed though after Elway too. So you got to factor that in and they're just a little bit different, but, and the game was a little bit different too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but man, you, yeah. You Rod, Rod wanted, Smith was so good. <laughs> like, Yeah. You would have wanted both of them at the same time because yeah, like DT wasn't the most consistent but like you said, the most physically gifted, the most explosive, the most capable of 
putting together a 200 yard game, scoring three touchdowns, like really going off. But Rod Smith was just kind of like always there. Wasn't going to drop passes, good route runner, got open, hard worker, kind of just like a team leader. So um, they didn't intersect ever uh, with the Broncos. They missed each other by a few years, but if you could have paired the two of them together, that would have been um, one of the most like perfect complimentary receiver trios or duos. Yeah. I mean, Fuck, Rod Smith had 1,600 receiving yards in the year 2000. So that's after Elway. 2001, 1,343 yards. 2002, 1,000 yards. 03, just 845. But then 04, 1,100 yards. 05, 1,100 yards. Like, that's just consistent, man. That's just like a reliable really really good player so yeah i I think i would give the edge to rod smith um but i would take either guy yeah i mean we're neither of us are like into um who's better that kind of thing like who's the best no purely like circumstances are different players are different what was what's what i what's cool is that rod smith and ed mccaffrey both had uh 100 catches 100 plus catch seasons i think they were was it thousand plus receiving yard seasons too yeah i would have to be and then sanders and dt both had thousand plus yard seasons together um it's just i think it's impressive when your offense has two guys that that do that Uh, because it does it doesn't happen as often as i think you think it does no, it, it doesn't. And we kind of got used to it for a while. And um, you notice it when the production as a team drops off. Um, so let's hope that the next one of those is already on the roster with uh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It happened. Hey, it could happen. It happened. Why not? The fuck is this shit? Oh, there it is. Yeah, so with Brian Greasy, Rod Smith had eleven an eleven touchdown, thirteen hundred forty three yard season. That's crazy. Pretty good for a season with Brian Greasy and presumably who was who else was starting for Brian Greasy because he's injured just about every year. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Tripping over his dogs or some shit. Yeah, yeah. So probably a few of those yards from like Gus Barad or Cherries Jackson or someone. Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking like we should do a uh, a Broncos draft where hmm. you and I each try to build the best ever Broncos team using only Broncos players for a podcast. Because we'll need something to talk about probably unless Aaron Rodgers gets here within the next month. But if we go back and forth, it might be interesting to see the the two teams that we come up with. I think that's a, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, Let's do that before the preseason starts. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do it once football starts again. Six weeks to do that. Um, Good omen. 
uh, I finally got an Xbox Series X. Oh, waiting for that for a long time. I should say it's in the mail. Um, fingers crossed it doesn't get intercepted by uh, warlords. Um, yes, I think that's a good sign for Aaron Rodgers because he he too feels somewhat like an Xbox Series X. Like he's available, but not really available. If you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> if you wait long enough, good things will come. And I feel that way with Rogers too. So I should get one of those now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And we'll uh, we both have it. Xbox Series X's. Then Rogers confirmed Broncos. That's um, what I'm trying to say in my most scientific, yeah, opinion. Well, he could opt out by Friday, and we'll yeah. just do this all over again next. He's got about uh, forty-eight hours by the time of this recording. Yep. So hopefully, come on, Rogers. Uh, and yes, for the three of you who every time I tweet about Aaron Rodgers asking if I would take him over developing Drew Lock, the answer is yes. It is an unresounding yes. Even if Drew Locke turns out to be good, I would take Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Drew Locke can be a perennial pro bowler. I would take Aaron Rodgers. He's that special. He's that special. And he's got multiple years left to do it. So He's very special. I like being the team that gets the older guy to come in. I want to see what happen one more time. Because then the next aging dude that I think we can get content we got content baby yeah who yeah no it's uh we we need it for business well yeah you know, it's like transfer. 10 years from now justin herbert's gonna come finish his career in denver and finally win a super bowl man i really wish we had picked justin herbert yeah like if there's a quarterback i, I was nothing. genuinely impressed by last year that sort of just surprised me it was herbert yeah, and, and people would have made fun of us either way for taking Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Like The yeah. Broncos would have gotten trashed for either of those picks. And in both cases, they would have been uh, Good. the best possible. Yeah. I guess you got to worry if you take a QB and nobody trashes you for it, though. Uh, well, we did get – we didn't take a quarterback and we got trashed for it this year. Yeah. So, guilty. <laughs> I think we're both a little guilty of that, but maybe that's a good sign. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this podcast. <laughs> Hope you enjoy the 4th of July weekend. Uh, of course, 4th of July, very, very significant. To, it is when this country was it's invented by God. Yeah. Uh, George Washington landed that plane in the Hudson River. When George Washington landed on this planet <laughs> when he landed on from the outer space, yeah. claimed America as the greatest superpower to ever exist, we said July 4th day that happened. I think we're stumbling onto a great July 4th uh, sci-fi movie idea. Starring Nicolas Cage. As alien george washington on america's birthday 
Fuck yeah. It feels perfect. Like he stole the Declaration of Independence. Now he he comes back and plays George Washington. Yes. I think I'm gonna found America. <laughs> That's right. It's my best cage. I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> Call me by your name. All right. Good night. And John Elway's ACL had a birthday. Good luck. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook. But it's also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for noob bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. So listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet one dollar and if that team wins you win one hundred dollars inside credits don't forget DraftKings sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball hockey and so much more all week long DraftKings, of course is safe secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience so download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now use code dnvr when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free credits bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game and if they do you will claim one hundred dollars in free credits that's promo code dnvr for a limited time only a DraftKings sportsbook you got to be 21 or older colorado only new customers only Wagers paid out, inside credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.